Welcome to the Negotia Group podcast. We are business brokers and registered business valuers. We help people sell and buy businesses throughout Queensland. We also value businesses for people. My name is Graham Long. I'm a director of Negotia Group. This new podcast is about selling and buying businesses and valuing businesses. This week in our podcast series, I would like to talk to you about the business sales sequence. The objective of a business sale is really to move on to your next stage in life. Um, Businesses have usually been good to us, but things move on, times move on, and there comes a time when you realise that, for whatever reason, there's time to move on to another objective in life. And that's really the fundamental motivation that drives people to go through the process of offering a business for sale. My advice is start with the end in mind. At the end of the day, you want a successful sale and a settlement. And that's the thing to remember, settlement. Most people can concentrate in saying, hey, great, I've got a contract for sale. To me, it's settlement. That is the actual day when the ownership of the business transfers from one party to another. That is when you get paid for all your work and preparation that you put into this. So before before we go further, we talk about the settlement date, but after the settlement date, there's likely to be some what we call some period of post-settlement tuition or ongoing training for the new owners. You should also be aware that in the current market, often when a business is sold, that the buyer will wish to retain the efforts of the seller for quite some time and sometimes the actual sale would involve a performance to complete the sale. That is, a certain amount will transfer between the parties on settlement date but an amount may be held back for some time to ensure that the profit level that the buyer is buying is in fact delivered. So there will be sometimes um, what we call post-settlement tuition or training or some sort of earn-out provision. So the sale doesn't end at settlement. Often there is a post-settlement tuition period and often there can be a provision for the owners to be retained for a period of time. So before we get to the settlement, there's obviously going to be a period of what we call tuition in the business. In reality, what is happening is that the people or the party who is buying the business is in fact getting ready to assume control of the business. So things like bank accounts, things like phone numbers, things like power being provided, things like security, things like trading accounts. So that will be going on before the settlement period. So when the actual settlement occurs, the business buyer is in a position to actually take over and trade with the business. The key thing about tuition or pre-settlement training is that it should not take place until all the other provisions of the contract have been met. So basically the the business is unconditional. So we've got the post-settlement tuition, we've got the settlement date, we've got immediately before the settlement date you may have to do a stock take Um, and before that you've got tuition in the actual business where generally people are getting themselves set up in terms of being able to actually assume control on settlement date. For that, the buyer is going to have to get funding in place uh, in terms of being able to buy the business. Now, with a business sale, the key is the funding must be in place, not an approval for funding, because once the funding is in place, then the tuition can start. 
the tuition shouldn't start before the funding is in place and starting tuition subject to finance or subject to a bank providing funds can turn the thing into a mess because someone forgets something in the application, someone forgets an approval. The financing institution itself uh, has some sort of delay. That cannot occur. The funds actually have to be available for settlement before this happens. So there's a process then where the buying entity is actually getting itself in a financial position to be able to proceed to the tuition stage. And that is completed only when the funds are available for settlement. Before that, you're going to go through what we call a due diligence period. Now, what do we mean by a due diligence period? It's where the buyer will go and check all aspects of the business to make sure what has been presented to them pre-contract will be checked post-contract. Sometimes the due diligence can be done before going into a contract, but most of the time it will occur afterwards. So due diligence will be involved checking all aspects of the business. If you have prepared your business for sale well, it will not be an issue. If you have taken some shortcuts, you can rest assured that due diligence today is more thorough and more detailed than I have seen it in 20 years. And I think that process is going to continue to be upon us for quite some time. The buyer will do its own due diligence. The financial institution providing the funds will do its due diligence. So again, things that the I's will be checked and the T's will be crossed before the buyer will say, I'm prepared now to proceed with this sale and organise my funding to in fact be able to settle the sale. The due diligence period is something you will need to be prepared to go through. And in my view and experience, it is the most stressful time for buyers and sellers because the seller doesn't know if they've actually got a transaction and the buyer is not quite sure that they're actually going to proceed. The more work that's done in preparation of a sale, which we discussed in our last episode, then the less stress and less time it will take to complete the due diligence process. So in terms of organising a business for sale and presenting its documentation, there's method in the madness by getting it all done before you actually go into the marketplace. And you can see now why, because if you're going through due diligence with a buyer and you haven't got your lease, you haven't got your your payroll organised, you haven't got your loans organised, you haven't got all those things organised, then the buyer's going to start to look at the business fairly critically and nine times out of ten, if something is untowards or suspected of being untowards or even if it's not, if there's hesitation in terms of information being available, the odds are the buyer will simply walk away. Okay, that brings us back to the actual contract of sale, um, which is a document. It's a legal document, but basically if it's well thought out and well negotiated by people who know what they're doing, it's a practical document. You can have all the words in the world written into a contractual document, but is it deliverable? Is it practical? Is it workable? So in terms of actually putting together a contract of sale, there needs to be a plan thought out and and put together so there's a sequence of events that can practically be achieved through the process. So again, that's part of the negotiation process, which will obviously take place before the actual contract is entered into. And that will address, obviously, the the features of the buyer and the seller to see if there can be bridges built between the two. So before you actually get to the negotiation process, there's going to be what I call the marketing process and the inspection process. So let's go and look at the inspection process. You'll find that buyers will come in two forms. One, they will just simply want a financial information um, and the others will, will definitely want to catch up with the business owner 
and the actual business and they will demonstrate their quality if you like because they will be interested in actually meeting you the business seller and seeing your business at a time that suits you they want to talk to you they want to see your business to get an understanding about what it is be careful of buyers who simply say to you send the information to my accountant and i'll check with my accountant to see if it's worthwhile buying My experience is that people who defer to their accountant in the first instance don't have the ability to make decisions and if they're not decision makers, they're no good buying a business because business is about decisions, business is about taking risks and those parties who always want to default and say send the information to my accountant and they'll give me advice, odds are that they won't proceed from there. Due respect to accountants, they've got their job to do. But at the end of the day, if the business buyer is not a decision maker and you can pick up those signs early in the piece because they will want to avoid actually making a decision and they will constantly ask for information and they will constantly ask for information, but you'll never get a decision out of them. If a business buyer is behaving in a I demand, I demand, I demand situation, then that's a recipe for extreme caution you will find that the real business buyers will, after they've got some initial information, they will want to talk to you and they will want to meet you and they will want to have a discussion with you at a face-to-face level. They will want to look at your business and understand why does it make money? How does it work? What are the good things? What are the bad things? What's the future? What's going on? They will want to have that conversation because from that conversation, they will then make the decision, yep, I want to proceed with this and I will now engage my third-party advisors to go through and do some checking for me before I proceed further. So before you actually get to the inspection stage, you're going to be in the market with your business as a product for sale in the market seeking to entice buyers to inquire. You'll get buyers in this day and age tend to um, push buttons on um, on business for sale portals and and uh, but there's a process whereby okay I have an inquiry from a certain party um, there needs to be a conversation with that party be it yourself or or a broker in our case certainly we will have the conversation with the buying party in terms of who are you what are you what's your experience what's your financial position what's your interest in the business before we proceed even to a confidentiality stage. The buyers who resist conversation or will say, well, it's none of your business, then how does someone who's a business broker like myself recommend them to a client when they're not providing me the information that my client's going to ask for? Every time I deal with a client, the first questions they will ask me about a prospective um, business buyer is, have they got the means to buy? And in uh, my world, that's one of the things that we handle very early in the piece because the facts of the matter are probably 9 out of 10 people who make the inquiry are not in the position to buy the business. They certainly have interest in the business. They have certainly a wish to proceed with the business, but their financial ability to actually acquire the business is probably not there in the first place. If it's not there in the first place, it's exactly the same as having a buyer in your shop who wants to buy item A but can't afford item A. At the end of the day, it's not going to be a sale. So before that, of course, we go into the process of actually advertising the business. And we talked a little about this um, in our last episode about um, the importance of price, the importance of the advertisement headline and how it's constructed and how it's placed 
in the right um, media to uh, be able to talk to the buyer in the first place or a potential buyer in the first place. And before that, of course, we've got to go back and make sure the business presentation is, is in order, that the documents that we are going to deliver to a buyer are in order. And before that, we've got to then go through and make an assessment of, of the price of the business and its saleability. Then there's the decision to actually sell. And the decision to sell is important. As you can see now, the process of actually going through to a settlement and a post-settlement activity to be able to get on with your next goal in life requires a decision at the front end. And the decision at the front end is to be committed to the sale process. If you are thinking of selling and you're not quite made the decision to sell, then the best is not to go there. What you do not want to be is in a position where you place the business for sale, the buyer has gone through the whole process, the buyer has engaged third parties and incurred expense, the buyer has engaged in a contract with you, and then you get to the get down the line and you say, Well, I really don't want to sell it. You know, that's a disaster and it leaves a very poor taste in people's mouths and sometimes it leads to litigation. When we're talking about the actual decision to sell is the most critical one. And the decision to sell means that you are on a road through a sequence of events that will actually lead you to your next goal in life. That is why people sell businesses. They don't sell businesses for generally any other reason other than the fact that, yep, I've had the business, I've owned the business, it's been good to me, but now, you know, times move on, age moves on, people relocate, things happen in people's lives that cause them to make the decision to say, I now need to move on and I now need to find a new owner for my particular business to look after my staff, to look after the customers, to look after the business and to see it trade well into the future. That wraps up our discussions on the business sales sequence. I hope you've got something out of it. Next week, I'll be talking to you about whether you should engage a business broker like myself or sell a business yourself. Before I go, if you want more information on Negotia Group, business sellers should head to our website, negotia.com.au. That's N-E-G-O-T-I-A.com.au. If you're a business buyer, head to our website, sellingbusinesses.online. If you're looking for a business valuation, head for our website, businessvaluers.online. These sites we have built to help you in selling, buying and valuing businesses. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. This helps other people find us. It will also let you know when future episodes become available. My name is Graham Long and you can reach me on 0428 649791. That's 0428 649791 or you can email me at graham at negotia.com.au. This podcast has been recorded and produced at Brisbane Podcasting Centre. Thank you for listening.